0: Cody Decker. First baseman, third baseman, catcher, left fielder, right fielder, DH, pinch hitter, all-around handsome guy. On 670, the score. Fastball high in the air, deep left field. This game is tied. Cody Decker with career home run number 200. If they're unwritten rules, why aren't they written? Because they're not (laughs) rules. And now it's time for down the line with former major leaguer Cody Decker on six seventy. The score, an Odyssey Station presented by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. It. It is Tuesday here in a beautiful day in Major League Baseball, but it's not just any Tuesday. It is Tuesday of Trade Deadline Week. You are listening to 670 The Score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sportsbook, and I've talked about Circa many times. In fact, I had the owner of Circa last night, Derek Stevens, right here on the show, took you through all the things going on in Circa. You guys got to get out there, check out some baseball games, get ready for the football season, and also check out their website because you got to check out the Circa Millions 3, not to mention Circa Survivor. Lots of cash prizes available to you right now. You got to check it out. Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Right out the gate, I'm in a mood. I am not in the best of moods. I'm actually in a terrible, terrible, terrible mood. And I'll tell you why. Because one hour ago, I thought it was a good idea to, you know, Mess with my facial hair, thought of, you know, I've, I've always had a beard. I've always seen myself as a season three Commander William Riker. Always season three. Not season two when he just brought in the, brought in the chin strap as number one. No, not season one when Commander Riker was rocking the clean shaven. No, no, no. Season three Commander Riker. Well, I thought I could layer my beard in a certain way, and what do I end up with? This catastrophe on my face right now. I had to shave my entire beard, and it is a real rude awakening every time I shave, which is not very often, to be reminded of just how unattractive I am. Okay, well, here's the thing. That was not planned. That is my man, Mike Rankin. Mike, how you doing, man? Well, lucky me. You know, I hear you're not in a great mood, so I'm going to
1: tread lightly here.
0: Oh, really? You treaded lightly by playing the failure theme from Price is Right. That's how you introduced yourself in the day. That's how you treaded lightly. Well oh, I, done.
1: I'm looking, I'm looking forward to being with you here today, uh, Cody, because you sent me the rundown, and I'm really looking forward to some of these topics that you get on here, especially the minor league, um, with the situation going on financially with the minor league baseball players, so we'll a lot to get on tap.
0: Yeah, there is a lot to talk about today. We got tonight's bets. We got trade deadline. So, so, so much trade deadline. And, of course, we got to talk a little bit about the Cubs. And, of course, like you just mentioned, a lot of issues with the minor leagues. A story that was just put out by ESPN a couple of days ago about something going on in the minor leagues with the Angels. We're going to get into graphic detail about that. And you better believe I'm fired up about it because when I say I have every ounce of information on that, I have every ounce of information on it because I lived it. I absolutely lived every aspect of it, and you better believe we're about to get into that shortly. But real quick, let's get into last night's games. I told you right out the gate, Toronto versus Boston. I liked Pavetta on the mound, I liked the Red Sox, and I told you to take the money line, and I was right! I also said that I was expecting the over to come in huge, which I was
1: wrong!
0: So, oh, so close. I was in a position where I was like, oh, come on, Blue Jays. Tie it up in the bottom of the ninth so we can go extras. Didn't happen, unfortunately. They finished one run just under the over. Houston versus Seattle. I told you, absolutely. Houston's going to decimate Seattle. And they did for eight innings. Unfortunately, they had to play nine. And Seattle came up with the most ridiculous comeback I have ever seen, which means I was wrong. So you
1: get nothing. You lose Good day, sir.
0: But I did tell you to take the over, which came in huge because the teams doubled the over. So I was right. (laughs) Colorado Angels. I told you, Otani on the mound. And you know what I think about the Rockies. They suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. They shouldn't be in Major League Baseball. They shouldn't exist. Purple on a baseball field looks stupid. And I told you to take the Angels. And I was right. And Chicago White Sox, Kansas City, I thought Keuchel on the mound was going to be enough to stop the Kansas City Royals on their streaking play that they've been doing lately. And unfortunately, I was wrong. But I did finish my day with the Chicago Cubs saying that they were going to beat Cincinnati. And you bet your ass I was right, baby. Which means, on the day, I got five right, five wrong, which means... We broke even fast kicking, low scoring and ties. You bet. <laughs>
1: <Boring>.
0: <laughs> How many things did you go through, Mike, till you settled on that sound? Oh, that effect? was
1: perfect, right? I mean, that was the first thing to come to mind. <laughs> Simpsons. Simpsons did it.
0: Uh, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Guys, get ready for the time of your life. Circa. Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination, bet with the pros at the world's largest sportsbook, and that is at Circus Sports. Guys, I talked about it at the top of the show just to let you know what we're going to talk about, and I want to talk about this story that came from June Lee over at ESPN, and he talked about something that's going on with the Angels. Why is this story interesting? This story is very interesting because of one major, major thing, and that is... Players are going on the record, minor league players going on the record, talking about how bad the treatment is and how bad the situations are with minor league baseball and living conditions. Now, the story goes into graphic detail about guys living in like two-bedroom apartments, six guys to two-bedroom apartments, which is a very, very common thing. But I want to give you some of my examples because you guys got to understand, in this last year, Major League Baseball has cut over 40 minor league teams. And they cited many reasons. Now Major League Baseball oversees all of the minor leagues. They practically own it at this point. And it was a very, very ugly and bloody situation that took place between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. Why is this a big thing? Because one of the main reasons that Major League Baseball said they wanted to take over the minor leagues was so they can start changing the pay to minor leaguers. And when I say the pay to minor leaguers, I, I this is something that I think fans need to make just ingrained in their head in the history of major league baseball has been hundred about 150 years. That's a history of major league baseball. We just got our 20,000th major leaguer to play baseball. And I want to say that again, our 20,000th player to make one appearance in major league baseball happened this season, just about a month and a half ago. I want to say this one more time. Cause I don't think this is stinking into your head. 20,000 players in the history of 150 years of Major League Baseball have played one at-bat, thrown one pitch, made one appearance ever. That is how many people have ever played in Major League Baseball. That is not a lot. That doesn't even fit the fill the lowest section of Dodger Stadium. doesn't even fill in one-third of Dodger Stadium. That's how few people have made it. So when I say that minor league pay is bad, it will never do it justice. Ever, ever, ever. I want to first things go first things first. When you sign a minor league contract, say you're drafted. I was drafted in the 22nd round out of UCLA. I was a senior sign. I signed for $638.43 after taxes. I was told – I led the nation in home runs that year, by the way, and I was told no matter what, didn't matter. I didn't have a bargaining chip. Because I was a senior in college, 22 year, years old, I didn't have anything I could say to them, well, I can just go back to college. I can go do this instead. No, it's take this plane ticket, and that's it. And by the way, that team that just drafted you, they own you. How long do they own you? For seven years. Seven years. Years. I was 22 years old and I was owned by the San Diego Padres till I was 29. In that time, I didn't see a comma in a paycheck. And I want to say this again, a comma, a comma until my sixth year of professional baseball, which was also my fourth year in triple A. How much is the pay difference between being in your first rookie contract to going to the major leagues? How about this? My last year, my seventh year of professional baseball, which at this point really was my fifth year in AAA baseball, I was pulling in every two weeks $1,031. I was 28 years old. I was $25,000 in credit card debt. My clubhouse dues was $300 a month. My rent was $700 a month. I had a pressing need to eat on occasions. I had to pay for my travel. I had spent a year of my life in my career when I was in San Antonio. I had to live in my car. Why did that happen? My first call up to AAA, I was playing in San Antonio in AA. Padres called me and said, we're sending you to AAA. I said, great, I will drive to Tucson. They said, no, you can't do that. You have to ship your car. At that point, I was making maybe $800 every two weeks. To ship my car from San Antonio to, to Tucson was $800. It was a full paycheck. By the way, when you move to a new level, they will cover your expenses. And when I say your expenses, I mean they will cover your hotel room for three nights. Great. So I don't have transportation. I don't have money. I don't have a place to live. I can't buy food. And it took my car an extra seven days to get to Tucson. By the time it got there, I had dropped another $1,000 in debt because no one would pay for me. No one, The the organization wasn't giving me money. Weren't these things all supposed to change this offseason because of the cutting the 40 teams? It was supposed to, yet nothing has changed. And who do I blame? Do you think I blame Major League Baseball? Honest to God. Yes, of course I do. I blame the decent amount of them, but not all of it is on them, and I want to stress that. Major League Baseball isn't subject to antitrust laws. Major League Baseball doesn't follow the same rules as most organizations and corporations. They don't. Do I blame teams for taking advantage of a system that is absolutely in In the place? Not really, because quite frankly, it's right there. Why wouldn't you take advantage of it? Is it the right thing to do? No. Is it the right thing to do for your business? Probably. Who else do I blame? I blame heavily, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and you're probably not going to see this coming, I blame the players' union. This is as much the players' union fault, and in fact, I will go as far to say it's more of the players' union fault. Because everybody in that union has played in the minor leagues. Everybody in that union has struggled at least a little bit. Most of the people in that union were high draft picks who got paid money. And a lot of them failed their ways to the big leagues. You know how I didn't get fired for all those years? Because I played my ass off. I hit 30 home runs every single year, and I got pressed up against the wall and never got a chance to go up to the big leagues. Because I wasn't anybody's guy. Doesn't matter if I hit 220 home runs or whatever the hell I did. Didn't matter. Padres weren't calling me up because they didn't have a financial investment in me. And why do I blame the Players Association about this? Because I went with Tony Clark, head of the Players Association. And I asked him, after we were done with a whole meeting, he went on a tirade for a while talking about, hey, you know, if you're a major league player, you shouldn't have to sign all these autographs without being compensated. As if I care if you're a major leaguer and signing autographs. There are real problems in baseball, especially in the minor league side. At this point, I was in the union. I was in the big leagues. And I sat there with Tony, uh, Tony Clark. And I just simply asked him, hey, Tony, I don't care about anything you just said. And I can't believe you do. I got a question for you. I just signed right here with the Royals. I am currently in the union. I was in the major leagues last season. And if I don't make this team out of camp and I am not on a guaranteed contract, my money's not guaranteed and they can do whatever they want with me and they can get rid of me just to dump the money. When are you going to protect a player like me? Someone who fought their way, paid their dues, both literally and figuratively. When are you going to take care of a guy like me, Tony? And Tony, and I swear to God, said straight to my face the most insulting thing ever said to me. He actually said this. And I'm not kidding. I'm not mincing words. I'm quoting him verbatim. He said, and I quote, well, Deck, you got to understand, you were never supposed to make it. I was so blown away by that stupid response. And I actually said to him, that may have been an answer to a question. Sure as hell wasn't the question I just asked you. And then he went on and I said, you think I'm the only one that has this problem? There's a locker room over there of 200 minor leaguers. They need your help more than everyone in this locker room. When are you going to help any of them? And his direct quote was, it's not in the cards, Deck. So yeah, do I blame the Players Association for the treatment of the minor leaguers? You bet your ass I do. Do I blame Tony Clark personally? Yes, I do. Do I blame Major League Baseball? Absolutely. They just they they deserve a ton of the a ton of the blame, but don't think for one second the players association is taking care of the players. The players association is taking care of some of the
1: players. I love it that didn't you matter. Brought that up because you're talking about some of the players, right? How right. many times have we read about the stories how they bend over backwards to protect the top ten percent paid players in? Labor negotiations. What we what we saw over 2020. Part of the reason why we only got a 60 game season when it could have gotten more. Another thing about that too, Cody, is how does it benefit the Major League Baseball players if the union is thinking about minor league players? That's what that's their philosophy, and it hurts everything. It hurts the game, and you're not thinking as a collective. You're thinking of okay, how does it benefit? Our clients, the ones who are there, and have, like, I, like I just mentioned, the top 10% of players. Because what? 90% of the players aren't making over a million dollars, over a million and a half dollars, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And every player pays the same percentage in dues. So what does Tony
0: Clark care about? He probably cares a little bit more about the guys who are making 50 plus million. The guys that are making 100 million. Of course he cares about them. They pay more in dues. Baseball can be very ugly sometimes. But until this is, I mean, this doesn't change until we stop pretending it's okay. And yeah, I'm fired up about it. Yeah, I'm angry about it. What? Do, the only thing I disagree with in this article is the fact that it points at the angels over and over again. As if they're the only culprit. They're not even close to the only culpr- culprit. In fact, hearing the description of how these guys were living, I was like, oh, that sounds wonderful. I would love to do that back in AA compared to what I had to do. This is a baseball problem. This is a major league baseball problem. It's not an Angels problem. Angels did say they were going to look into it, and I'm sure they will, but it's not like they didn't know about it. They knew about it. Everybody knows about it. Every team has this exact same problem. It doesn't get solved until we stop pretending it's not a problem. 670 the score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book, and that is Circus Sports. And guys, let's go over tonight's game. It's time to take you right down the line.
1: What a money reside! What a money reside! What a money reside! What a money reside!
0: That's right, guys. Let's go over tonight's games and let's be real honest. Major League Baseball, you got to be looking at NL West. You got to be in right now tonight the Dodgers taking on the Giants in San Francisco. You got Urias on the mound, minus 116. That about, that is just about as good of odds you're ever going to see on the money line for the Los Angeles Dodgers, and you better believe the Dodgers are angry after that last series in Los Angeles. They're going to come out swinging. I think the Dodgers are a good pick, and I do expect the over to come in at minus 120. That's eight runs, absolutely, they are going to swing the bats tonight. Houston, Seattle, yes, a crazy, crazy, crazy ending to last night's game, but let's be real clear, that was a fluke. The Houston Astros are arguably the best team in the American League. They're going to bludgeon the Seattle Mariners tonight. They got Flexon on the mound. McCullers on the mound for Houston. Minus 158, I would take the money line, but also on top of that, I think we can expect the Houston Astros to win by probably six runs, so I would take the run line as well at minus 103. Colorado, versus Versus the Angels. Both these teams are just too too streaky offensively, so I don't really feel comfortable about the over, the under. But at the end of the day, it's the Colorado Rockies, and they're the Los Angeles Angels. The Angels beat the Rockies. They got Suarez on the mound, minus 134. I'd go ahead and take that. Oakland, San Diego. I went back and forth on this because I like Caprillion quite a bit. But Paddock has looked quite good lately, which is something that the Padres have been really waiting for. So I think you gonna go ahead and put your money on Paddock, minus 148, and I expect the over to come up big. Both these teams could swing it. Eight and a half is where the line is at. I would take that minus 123. Chicago White Sox yesterday did not go well, but guess what? Tonight you got Dylan Cease on the mound. I don't really feel comfortable about the line right now, but I do feel good about the money line. Going and taking Dylan Cease at minus 143, I think, is a very, very good pick, and I think you should take it. 670, the score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Let's talk trade deadline, guys, because it is the talk of the town here in Major League Baseball, and let's just get to it. Things have been going a little crazy, to say the least. Let's talk about something that happened today. Yesterday, it was made official that, Tyler Anderson of the Pittsburgh Pirates was going to the Phillies and it was made official that it was doubly made official that every single guy Heyman Nightingale, they all said it it's official and none of them were wrong because it was official until it wasn't. You're gonna and be the first
1: pirate <laughs> but I don't want to be a pirate
0: Poor poor Taylor Anderson Tyler Anderson because you know he doesn't want to be a pirate. Does he want to be a Philly? Ah! You don't want to be a pirate. So, yeah, I guess you'll be a Philly.
1: Three games back in the Mets. I know they're only a game up over 500, but still in it, kind of. Uh, They just are because the NL East is a disaster. And by the way, I don't think the Phillies are the team
0: that's going to be the one that's challenging the Mets. I think it's going to be the Braves. I really think the Braves are going to put something together. And if they make a couple of moves, for instance, the one that I've been shouting they should make— Sterling Marte is a perfect fit over there in Atlanta. They need a right-handed power bat. He's basically a Cunha Jr., just not quite as good. I love that move. They should go get him right now if they can. But Max Scherzer is the name that is out there. Max Scherzer. I said early on in this show, I think Max Scherzer was going to be a San Francisco Giant, but then all of a sudden the Nats started going crazy, and it looked like they were not going to be sellers. Now, oh, baby. To say that MLB futures are going haywire because there are some two names out there right now that are going to really do some things. Obviously, we talked about Kimbrell and Brian ad nauseum here on this show. We know those two are moving. In fact, last night, I even talked about Chafin. I said, Chafin's not long for this world in Chicago. And, of course, Chafin traded last night. Happy for him. He's going to be over there in Oakland competing. However, Scherzer is an interesting prospect, because he does have a no trade clause, but he has made it abundantly clear he is willing to waive it for specific teams. Who are those teams? It's looking like it's a three-team race. Dodgers, Padres, Giants, that's huge. Oh, that's huge. That is gonna change things big time. But here's the thing, there's another name out there, and that is Barrios over there in Minnesota. Dude, if he gets over to the Dodgers, or the Padres, or the Giants, or say the Yankees get their hands on him, Things are going to change this week. This is madness, and I am digging it because it was looking like there weren't going to be a lot of moves made. Now it's looking like everybody's going. We see A.J. Preller on the horn every single day. You know he's going to make a move over in San Diego. You know the Cubs have a shot to move a lot of guys. And now it's looking like even Rizzo's name is being put out there because people are saying there's a match over there for the Red Sox. And there is. Down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Guys, stick around for Cubs coverage. They got Alzaloy on the Hill, so you should go ahead and put your money on the Cubs against Cincinnati and stick around listening to the pregame show and then listening to the Cubs coverage as they once again. Prove me right. Also, both these teams hate each other. Take the over at ten and a half. There's going to be run score tonight. That's it for down the line. See you guys here tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central Time here on 670 The Score. Be safe out there. Beat it.